Welcome to Fourth for Girls. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we are going to be talking about that lovely thing we all sometimes do, over committing. So we got a lot to talk about, don't we? <laughs> over committing, Courtney. Yes. How often do we overcommit? A lot more than we realize. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're listening, if you've ever overcommitted and underdelivered, raise your hand. I have my hand up. I have my Courtney. hand up. <laughs> yeah. We're all guilty of this. I can't believe we haven't done an episode on overcommitting, to tell you the truth. Yeah. But we're here. We're doing it. And let's chat it up. Why do we overcommit? Why do you overcommit, Courtney? Because we want to do a great job. We want to help everyone. We want to, we have this idea of who we are, right? And this person in our brain of who we are always, you know, is able to say yes to every opportunity and do this and do this. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're ahead on their work even though they took on all these other commitments, you know, so there are so many levels of us wanting, I think it's because we want love. We want to prove ourselves. So it comes it from people pleasing. Yes. Oh yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ladies need to people pleasing. Take a, yeah. More intervention so with the ladies, but the guys definitely are affected by it. So I don't want to leave the guys out. You know, I want for me, I want, I overcommit because one, I feel that I can actually do it too. It's because sometimes I get caught up and get like peacocky, like, yes, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got enough juice. I got the community. I got enough influence. This is going to be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then is that a piece of cake? Oh no, it's not. <laughs> You know, speaking of cake, Jesse's last comment was really good. She said, I think for me, it's a challenge to see if I can add yet another thing to my plate. So once again, it's like we're going to the buffet and filling up our plate and filling up our plate. But it's funny. We never like take food off our plate, right? We never do. No, we just add and add and add. Okay. So there's another part to the overcommitting. We talked about a little bit about the people pleasing. We'll circle back around to it. The scheduling. Yeah. Oh, like if you yeah. don't keep a good schedule, you're going to end up overcommitting because you don't remember what you have already committed to. Yeah. And learning what schedule method works best for yourself. That's not something that's really taught in school like it should be, but it's something, you know, we talked about it yesterday on the morning call. You know, some of us like a physical calendar, some of us like a digital calendar, some of us like a hybrid of both. There's so many different methods, but I feel like this halts a lot of people and they're like, oh, I'm spontaneous. I don't like to plan and some other BS excuse. Come on. But we just haven't learned the style that works for us or explored different scheduling methods, but, oh, this is a big one. And Tony Robbins, it until you schedule it, it's not real, right? So you got to schedule, schedule something, it. schedule yeah. something, make it happen. Oh, this is good. Someone in the Facebook group, unfortunately, I can't see who it is, but someone in the Facebook group said, it's hard to say you don't have the time or bandwidth. Enter ego. Very good point. Yeah. Very egoic. Ego. Very egoic to say, yes, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. 
everybody everybody wants to be the hero. Everybody wants to be the person that supports everyone and is there for everyone and helps everyone. Mm-hmm. But you can't help everyone if you're helping everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like, hold on, hold on. Let me say it again. You can't help anyone if you're helping everyone. <laughs> that, that makes more sense. Although the it does, yeah. <laughs> and the change the world culture, the other one made sense too. But yeah, it's ego will literally make up problems to solve them just to be the hero. So I'm not saying all you wanting to contribute to the world is ego because that's not fact. The smaller you that wants to be the hero so others will pat you on the back, that absolutely is your ego and coming from a I'd say fearful place or proving your worth place. But yeah, but like the ego will come in and make up problems just to solve them. But if you look back at the last 10 minutes, did a problem ever happen? No, but you went on this story, this movie in your head, this adventure that like created this big problem. And then you think of five solutions and then you're sweating and you're like, okay, well, I got to call this person and do this and move this money. Like breathe. Okay. Overcommitting, yes. Under delivering. Mm. Ooh, we never man. plan it that way, right? <laughs> what did we plan for? If we're not planning for overcommitting and under delivering, what are we actually planning for? We are planning to. It's the idea that future you has more time, that future you has more energy. Like it's okay, I'll get back up tomorrow and change it all. Which I'm not saying you can't. I pause. I do not want to say you can't. I'm just saying. Let's maybe be more realistic so it's a long-term effect, not these little spurts of where you take on so much, get overwhelmed, burn out on everything, stop, quit, restart, take on too much, you know, burn out, quit. We got to stop that cycle. So it doesn't matter how many times you've done it or what position you're in right now. You need to take a step back and look at what your pattern is because we all have these tendencies. But where is it holding you back? Where is it making you weak? Where is it making you strong? You know, Ricardo is quite relentless. Like he could charge, like we could channel that charge energy into so much. But it's so tiring. It's though. also, yeah, it also has <laughs> it a limit. You out. There's you a know, limit. There's your gas tank's a certain size. It's not limitless. <sighs> Our abilities are limitless when we nourish the right areas, right? We ourselves are not limitless energy. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that gas tank is definitely not limitless. Yeah. Faux show. Yeah. Faux right. show. If only. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to just push through it, drink some caffeine, energy drinks, and move on Cheers. about your business. Mm-hmm. Right? You just have to push through. Right. But I think I will say this. Let me let me add a little something to it because I think we're just beating up on the word overcommitment. I feel like it's, we're bringing it down to its knees and it's going to cry in tears. I think when you overcommit, it does come from a place of helping someone and doing something good for yourself and doing something good for other people. I don't think it comes from a mean or evil place. Okay, so will you take me back to an overcommitment lesson? Oh, my god. Either recently or Woo! in the past. You can pick anything. Okay, okay here's one. Okay, you know, we're on we're on Instagram and Facebook at Force for Growth. Instagram has really been blowing up for us. Make sure you go follow us. Yeah, yes, definitely. at Force for Growth on Instagram. And so I committed to creating memes and videos and like promotional material for the podcast. And man, I got behind. I had to hire a virtual assistant to help me <laughs> to get that stuff rolling, you know, and I overcommitted. 
I overcommitted because I was I came in really hot and heavy with it. I came in really hot and heavy and said, yes, Courtney, this is what we're going to do. This is what's going to happen. Be looking for all this splurge on social media, on our Instagram and Facebook and share, share, share and like, like, like. We're really going to grow it over there and we're going to get people from the podcast and all this other stuff. And then I got behind. So yeah. what, what about you, Courtney? Okay. So my biggest overcommitment lesson is that I get myself in positions where I get down the road so obsessed with the commitment I've made that I don't realize I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore. Like this isn't a priority. This doesn't fill me up. This doesn't drive me. This doesn't bring me happiness and joy, you know, list of things. But I get so obsessive in certain realms that when I look up, I'm like, oh my goodness, you're still doing this, this, and this that you don't want. This is in priority. This is taking you away from your family. You know, so I kind of have those wake up moments where I look up and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how did you get this far down the path? So I think that's why I'm such a big fan of stop checking with yourself because I'm guilty of not doing that for far too long. <laughs> so let me, let's go, let's dive a little bit deeper. Okay. Like you overcommit and you're going, 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 and then you burn out or you realize it's not for you or what is it actually? Go a little bit more detail about that. It's usually an emotional reaction to something that triggers me to kind of look up. Um, I think it's a combination of burnout. Now, I'm a high achiever, so I think of very beautiful phrases when I'm burnt out. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm just maximized. I'm just, I got this. This is going to push me, which some of that's true. You know, pushing through learning in the hard times definitely grows you quick. But is it okay? Is this necessary? Is this even helpful? You know, so I think usually it's an emotional breakdown of some kind that I'm like, oh, I just need to like disappear for a day or go to bed at 5 p.m. You know, so at those times, I now have learned to listen to myself and to sit quietly with myself and be like, okay, what's going on? What do I need to know? You know, just sit there and be open to receive whatever messages. What will you have me know? What will you have me do? Who will you have me be? You know, simple prayers, Gabby Bernstein. So Credit where's the them. line? Because obviously, because there's a line. I'm seeing. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm hearing, and here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a scale of one, negative five to ten. No, negative five to positive five, with a zero in the middle, right? And negative five is everything you just described. Like it's not for me. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. Right. Mm -hmm. But where, like, where's it, the line? Yeah, where's the line? Because at some okay. point, maybe it's like, okay, I'm just tired. Maybe it's just too hard. Maybe I just, I, I don't know, you know, because yeah. sometimes we will make up these things in our head, right? We will make yeah. up something in our head to justify us quitting. Mm -hmm. Or we'll just, we want to, we don't want to feel bad about stopping something that we were so passionate and gun ho about and let's do it, yeah. right? So there's something there that, we, we can justify anything. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm really always cautious of with self-development and improvement in our podcast and books is because we can use it for evil, too. Yeah. This is a whole other episode. Yeah. But we can use the tools that we're learning in order to justify, you know, anything that we want to justify. Mm -hmm. So yeah. where, where do you know? How do you know you're not just justifying the quit? And that it's actually not resonating with you anymore okay. versus just pushing through for a couple of more days or weeks or months 
to get to the other side of it. When my balloon is totally deflated on something, like it's just not, it's not full. It's, I don't even have the desire to blow it back up. Like, I'm like, no, when my balloon is full and I kind of, when it's a moment in time where I need to do something to up the ante or to up it. And then I tell myself, no, like, no, no, you know, and that I've gotten a lot better about reading it. I'm still not great at it. Um, but yeah, if I slip into the justifying to myself, because it all starts in your own head. Okay. So everything you say outward to people, like if you're already justifying and making excuses outward to other humans, whew, you're already in a dangerous zone. But when you start to do that to yourself, it's okay. Here's one. When I feel guilty for literally like stopping doing anything at 8 p.m. on a Friday night, and I'm like, what am I forgetting? What am I this? What am I this? There. Was, okay, so I did disappear for a while and go just checked out and went and had a day off. And I literally was laying there trying to watch TV. And I'm like, what are you forgetting? You could be doing this right now. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And so that's where, you know, a big talk with my mom. And I'm like, how do I shake this guilt? I don't even have children yet, you guys. Like the motherly instinct's not even activated. So it's like, I don't know how mothers do it and wear all these hats at once and still relax, you know? So yeah, I found I lately in this last quarter, I found it highly alarming that I struggle with not doing anything. So what's the antidote for that? I sit still and I force myself to sit still and it's awkward. I'll be honest, you guys, it's awkward. Like, I don't know what to watch on TV. I don't know what to pull up on. I mean, YouTube, Audible, these things don't catch my interest lately. Well, I know that means I need to go inward. So just practice being quiet or walk, not having music blaring in my house, you know, little things that just, I used to lean on for comfort to hide from my own thoughts. Now I'm like, okay, well, let's just sit here and see. And I mean, I'm still struggling with that, but I'm getting better at the quiet and then this, and the, but I'm trying to slip into that idea that I don't have to be doing something every time. And that, yeah, a great point. My mother did point out one of the hats we need to wear is relaxing. Like one of the hats we need to wear is sitting still sometimes, right? Some of us call it meditating. Some of us call it other things. So why isn't that a priority hat that you should wear? You know, so anyway, that's a trip so, into Courtney's brain in the last few months. <laughs> so when the balloon deflates, you describe the balloon deflating, right? Yeah. Do you give it another chance or is it just one and done? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I'll try, 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 try. Okay. So I'm a tourist. So I'm a bull. So I'll try and try and try. And then I just either stop or I attack. Okay. So it's not just one point of being deflated. It's several points where the project, the situation, yeah. the whatever is just continuously deflating. Yeah. I'm going to do my part until I know, should I quit this or should I give up that? I can sleep at peace at night because it wasn't truly a priority. You know, I don't give up Got on it. my priorities. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. And that and that's really the distinction I was looking for is, is it one and done where, because you're yeah. going to, if I'm looking at what my big projects, even this podcast, even these recordings, man, there's been some days I didn't feel like doing it. Yeah. That I had to really pump myself up and get myself excited about being here and doing it again. Right. And it's like, oh, let me just text Courtney and tell her we're going to skip today. OK, but I don't. I yeah. just I chug through it and we get it done. Right. But, you know, I think that's normal. 
I think that's normal that you feel that way. And it would have been really easy for me to to say, hey, okay, I'm having these feelings and that just means that the podcast is not resonating with me anymore. And da 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 you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For just a moment. Well, let's be real. There have been times where literally I've been crying with you on the phone at podcast record time and that's why we had to record later. It happened. But we still got it done. We got it done. We got we through. We still got it done. And thank goodness we're the personalities that would not let each other quit on, you know. And that's the thing, though. Like, where's the line of like, okay, is if it just continues just being harder and harder, which is good to stretch yourself and grow versus, okay, this is not resonating with me. Those signals are just so close to each other. Yeah. Right. They're so close to each other to where it's almost in this. It's just such a fine line there. I also think that's a fine line that is taken advantage of so much in personal development. I think that's worthy of noting right now. Yeah, for sure. And that's again, that's a whole other topic with the personal development and justifying things. But to stay on topic, it's and that's where I really wanted to get to, because I don't feel like that every day. I don't feel like another recording. Like if I felt like that for three weeks straight and be like, okay, something's we really got to change it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like a day here and there, you know, maybe a couple of days in a row and then not for a few days or weeks, then it's like, okay, that's okay. But mm-hmm. it's so easy to fall into that and be like, oh, the universe is talking to me and telling me that this is not for me. No. Yeah. The universe also a, made you resourceful. So you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a bad day here and there. Right. Yeah. Because every project that you take on, every task that you take on, it's not going to be sunflowers and uniform unicorns. And yeah. you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a day where you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Like Gary V, the king of the being consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he feels like doing it every day? Now he's got a whole team, so it's a right. lot easier for him. But I would be willing to bet that even there's one day every once in a while where he's like, Mm-hmm. Okay. You yeah. Know, and but he, I had to get up and do it anyways. But what's his focus? So he would even tell you, like, yes, his focus is to buy the New York Jets. Okay. But the bigger focus, he even talks about it in just about every video, is his actual love for the process, his actual love for the adventure, his actual high he gets because he still sells things he picks up from garage sales on eBay. Like he doesn't need to, he gets a high from it. So that's why it's still a priority. Like every other billionaire might look at him and be like, what are you doing? Like, come on. But everyone's going to have a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to feel like not doing it that day. Yeah. And that doesn't, and that doesn't mean that you overcommitted. It means that you're just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. It yeah. means that you're just not full of energy that day. Maybe something else is going on. Life is happening. And mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you're overcommitting. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's time to quit. That doesn't mean it's time to do something else. It's not that doesn't mean it's time to pivot. Yeah. You know, you gotta stick it out a little bit. It's not just a one and done. Yeah. Rest, don't quit. Yes. If this is continuous over and over and over again, right, then you are overcommitting. This is something that you probably don't need to be doing. This mm-hmm. is something that you need to move on from. Yeah. Right. I'm public service announcement announcement. It is okay to quit 
what no longer serves you. Once again, is it your ego driving you or is it your heart driving you right now? Are you coming from an ego like, I'll show them, they'll be impressed by me? Or like, no, I just need to take this day off, pick it up tomorrow. This is absolutely something I want to do. You know, like it's a pure feeling that you know, but like if it is, I don't know, there's so many things in life, like all kinds of things. If it is not resonating with your core anymore, you're not doing the right thing if you're ignoring it. And I don't know what that means. So it's just, if you are working for that person that you hate for the ninth year in a row and you're like, I need to leave them, I da, 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 like all this stuff, like that's not a job you need to stick out. That's something we'd all vote like, hey, right. let's find another one, you know? So be careful how you define quitting because you're quitting on you when you give yourself away for free and don't honor that in yourself and quit what needs to be quit. Okay, like that's you quitting on you. That's the ultimate failure. So don't do and it's that. O- it's okay to break that commitment. In that case, it's okay to break that commitment. It's okay to say this isn't for me and I'm going to go ahead and just stop doing this. It's okay. Right. It's okay. Right. So I, we're just talking a little bit different aspects about overcommitting here. Right. I think maybe we strayed a little bit off topic, but we're bringing it back into overcommitting. Thank you. Because this is important. It's important to talk about. Right. Because sometimes we do feel like we're overcommitting, but we're not necessarily overcommitting. Yeah. We're just fulfilling our commitment. Okay, a question to bring it back on topic. So when somebody asks you something and you know you can't do it, how do you respond? Like, oh, what's man. a tip for that? Like, how do you stop this when it's step one, not your 10 steps in? You're, you're asking the wrong person, Courtney, because <laughs> no. I'm a, I That's like to I say yes. Spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to, I've been getting better at that. I've been getting better at that. But I, I look at my calendar, I look at the situation, and I'm continuously learning what my limits are. I'm mm-hmm. continuously learning. So we had another thing that we were going to start selling some tickets for and this and that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to sell 10 tickets of that in a week, right? Two weeks or whatever it was, right? Mm -hmm. And then once I got started going into the process of doing it, I was like, oh, man, it's a little bit harder sell than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I had to call my partner in this venture and I said, hey, you know, I don't think we're too far that deep into it yet. Let's reschedule. Let's regroup. Let's get some more time here. Let's um, let's re- let's redo it. So we rescheduled everything, and it was a weight off my shoulders. Mm. It That's was a weight, you know. like yeah. I was like, because <sighs> it was getting very stressful. Yeah, because <laughs> there were deadlines that had to be met, rooms that were getting booked, things like that, and it was just getting very stressful for me. Mm-hmm. And I just I had to step back, look at the situation and say, hey, it's not going to happen this time. It's not going to happen right now. Yeah. Right now is not the time to be doing this. Mm-hmm. I And that's again, w- you know, we talked a little bit earlier about ego making these decisions. And that was my ego saying, I can do it. Yeah, I can sell these tickets. Yeah, I can make this happen. Yeah. Right. And I just I should have said no. I should have said, no, no, not right now. We need to do it later on in the year and give us more time so it's not stressful. But I didn't say no. Mm-hmm. So saying no is definitely a skill Yeah, it when is. it comes to overcommitting. I do want and to- so that's another case where I overcommitted and should have said no. 
That's a great lesson. Well, thank you for all your efforts. They're always appreciated, but yeah. Um, Okay, I did want to bring up Michelle Martini real quick because she has taught us both a lot about commitment and kind of how she gauges in her body when she knows it's not something she needs to go for. But anyway, my point is she always reminds us if it's not a hell yes, by default, it's a hell no. And so if you've never heard that phrase, I believe it was Rachel Hollis, but Michelle Martini loves that one. And I love her for getting that in my head because it really helps the distinction up front. Now, there are some things you don't know and you need to try out, right? Okay, but me, let's see, my overcommitment. I'd say I'm the opposite Oh, I was, I'm, I'm going to use the date with destiny from last year. I wasn't able to say yes to things that were happening in the next week because of ways I'd gotten myself behind for the prior few weeks before that. Uh, but I've seen a really big turnaround in this, in this last few months with myself, because I just, I don't know. There's something that's changed where when somebody's asking me something, I know, do I want to, I can support them. I can join them. I could say no, thank you. You know, so there's different levels where I don't necessarily have to tell you no. I don't necessarily have to say yes. A great chat with a friend yesterday. And basically I committed to some things, committed to help with some things. And at the same time, it floods my brain. I'm like, oh, but you're okay. You're doing this and then you're doing this and then you have podcasts, you have your job still like. And so I just had that check-in with myself. It's like, is this a priority? Yes. Is this priority? Yes. Do I want to help her? Yes. Done. I can figure out how to make it happen. But I've also eliminated a lot of stuff that, you know, because I'm practicing sitting still, I'm practicing quiet time. So I've made that time and space in my schedule, but I got to structure it. I got to schedule it right, right? So that part of the growth is still there where I'm like, where am I going to fit this in? But there, well, there's a will, there's a way. And I also just won't give up making me a priority because clearly I'm going through something that I need to just honor and pay attention to my emotions right now, you know, see what they're teaching me, what they're telling me. The key word there is priority. If you yeah. make it a priority, is it really an overcommitment? Not mm, yet. That's true. <laughs> Not yet. Great... I don't think it's immediately an overcommitment when you make something a priority. Yeah. Can it turn into an overcommitment? Obviously, yes. And then some choices need to be made. What's a higher priority, this or this? Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then those are choices that we don't like to make. That's true. How many of us are walking around with like 20 top priorities? <laughs> Like you can only have one top priority, (laughs) everything else, like, come on. And most of it, it's our family, you know? So it's like, there was a moment where like, anyway, a few days ago, I had to just up and leave work to family emergency and panic. But it's like, suddenly when something happens and you have those moments that make you realize what is truly important, all those other problems and things and to do's, you know, they find a way to work themselves out. So when you can't yes. get back to them, it, it, I don't know. It's just interesting how we twist that in our head. Like these things only need us. There's people around you that can help. There's like, okay, it was a lot less to hire that virtual assistant than you thought, right? It was a lot. Delegating less. can be a lot. And definitely than saving thought. me a lot of time. Yes. And stress. Jess, Jesse asked, can you foresee an overcommitment? Ooh. Yes and no. You need to be in tune with yourself. You need to know what's up with yourself to gauge that. But yeah, the better you get, yes. you can see it. I said yes. I can foresee an overcommitment. Yeah. But I still think 
I can do it because I'm Ricardo. You can't foresee every overcommitment because it's it's within the word. You literally are like running and you trip on a rock and you're like, oh, look at all these rocks around that I built because I was like, I can do it all. And um, oh, good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. But I, I know I'm like, OK, will this be challenging? Yes. Will this be that? Yes. And I don't know. Sometimes I, I do foresee it. And I know that I'm overcommitting, but sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. I'd say her um, next comment, she said, interesting, during basket season, we do not add anything to our plates. And I, you guys... No, we say we say a lot of no's yeah, around that time. Y'all are a great example of holding the top priority as a top priority. And it, like, if we... Y'all's passion trickles. So, of course, your team helps and things like that. But, I mean, if y'all did not have the passion, the drive, making it the top priority at that time, it wouldn't be what it is now. And we wouldn't have, you know, just so many hundreds of families were fed for over a week last November, if you don't know what we're talking about. But uh, it just is amazing to watch. But that is a great example of you won't let anything even come five feet within the perimeter, right? You're like, no. No, it's a no. It's a hard no. You're saying no in September and August to stuff because November's coming. Like, it's it's very clear. So that's a good lesson. I learned a lot watching you guys the last few years go through basket season. And I do want to compliment you both. Y'all handle it way better this last year as far as y'all's personal stress levels. <laughs> I, don't I know. agree. It just it, I was proud to watch y'all go through it calmer be able to catch a smile at the event because y'all aren't so stressed, you know? <laughs> it was it was funny, but, but yes, it's a hard no. And I like I like that distinction that it's a hard no, it's a maybe. Sometimes you just have to put your foot down and be like, no. Because yeah. then you do get into that point of overcommitment. You do get into that thing of, oh, there's just something else on my plate that's going to stress me out even more. Yeah. So overcommitment, Courtney. <sighs> we got to take that stuff off our plate, guys. Yes. Off our plate if it doesn't work. Yeah. So just that's our challenge for you today is just look at your plate. Just take out a piece of paper, draw you a plate in a circle. Okay. There are about eight areas of life. What? Family, finances, career, health, you know, and just make a little area um, like the wheel of life. And so you got one in your UPW notebook, guys, if you just attended Tony Robbins. But Look at your wheel of life, look at it like a plate, and then just ask yourself what you need to take off and give yourself permission to give an honest answer. That's mm. what's most important. Give yourself permission to be honest with yourself. Powerful. Powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Force for Growth. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Force for Growth. And remember to be a force for good. A force for growth. And a force for greatness. Yes. Bye. <laughs>
That's funny. How many times can we say force for growth in under 20 seconds? 